This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. From Christianity Today, this is Viral Jesus, a show about communication and the power of social connections, where we talk to some of the most influential Christian content creators to find out how they've made their faith go viral. Everyone I talk to on this show is someone I follow or was told to follow online. Most of the conversations you'll hear are with people I have never met in person, yet they've impacted how I think. What does it look like for Christians to enter the chat thoughtfully? Let's grow together on Viral Jesus. I'm your host, Heather Thompson Day. Hello, December. We are in the last month of 2022, and I have never been more ready to end a year. (laughs) I am like sprinting into 2023 saying, please, Lord, reclaim all that the locusts ate from me in 2022. You guys, I have my Christmas tree. I have a Christmas tree up. I am throwing myself into December and into Christmas. I'm so excited. By the way, um, I have a newsletter. I send a weekly email of encouragement that you can subscribe to. It goes straight to your inbox. Just go to my website, heatherthompsonday.com and scroll to the bottom of the site and where it says subscribe for Heather's weekly email of encouragement, put your name and put your email and hit submit. I would love to start encouraging you every single week. We have an excellent show for you today. A great conversation. But first, are you ready for hashtag blessed, where we look at a current topic facing all of us with social media and decide whether it's a hashtag blessed or a hashtag mess. So I saw an article on Pod News that said TikTok, which by the way has over a billion monthly users and 138 million monthly active US users, is supposedly working on a podcasting app that will allow users to tune in to a full episode of a podcast without leaving the app. This is wild to me as a podcaster. I'm so excited. So I invited Garrison Hayes on for our hashtag blessed to talk about this. Garrison is a content creator whose content centers on stories at the intersection of history, justice, and faith and current events. Garrison, you guys, has amassed a community of over 270,000 followers on TikTok. So, you know, who better was there for me to talk to about this garrison? TikTok allowing us to do podcasting. Is this a hashtag blessed or a hashtag mess? (laughs) 
That's an interesting question. Listen, I'll say that TikTok has really changed the game for discoverability. I mean, you know, people love TikTok, especially content creators, because you can amass a huge following in such a short amount of time. It only takes one video to go viral on TikTok and people end up with hundreds of thousands, in some cases, millions of followers off of one or two videos or one or two bits. And so that discoverability is huge um, for yeah. content creators. And the biggest problem with podcasts, especially, is really just discoverability. Yes. It's like, like people can't find it. Like, I don't no. know. Everyone has a podcast and I have no idea how to find them unless I already know them or I've already yeah. come across their content somewhere. And so TikTokers are really hacking this by posting clips of their podcast on TikTok. All right. And mm -hmm. that's how they're getting podcast listeners. Uh, and so this is really like TikTok's attempt at shortening that loop, right? Like it's already kind of, the, the ecosystem is already there and they're working really hard. Um, at least what this article is saying is that they're going to make an attempt to, to really kind of shorten that loop and, and capitalize on something that's already happening on their platform. And I think it's a blessing for many people. But what I'll say is this, I love TikTok, you know, Uncle TikTok, please don't be mad at me. But okay. but I really have an issue with their monetization structure. And, mm. and that's going to be a big concern for anyone looking to host their podcast on that platform. One, are they going to have any kind of uh, exclusivity agreements that people have mm. to sign for their podcast to be hosted there? And then two, how are they going to handle revenue splitting or revenue sharing? Um, you know, when I post a video on TikTok, I'm a part of what they call the creator fund. And so depending upon the number of views my videos get on the platform, I get some windfall of revenue from that. And typically, just to be totally honest with your audience, it's not a whole lot of money. Typically, okay. it's like four, five, six cents, not even dollars, right? Oh, like it's, wow. it's incredibly small like, amounts of money. Per view? Or per video? Per video. Like, like, I will get hundreds of thousands of right, views right. and I'll log in to check my creator fund account, see how much money I've made off of those <laughs> hundreds of thousands. And it'll say like a dollar and 27 cents. And it's like, oh my goodness, how in the world do they expect a person to be incentivized to post on their platform when the numbers are so small. Right. And so my concern, kind of bringing that back to this idea of them looping in a podcast element to their platform, I'm really curious how they will utilize this um, to make sure that creators can make a living uh, being right. a creator. And, and so that's really the biggest question. I think the, the having a podcast platform integrated with TikTok is a no-brainer. It just yeah. makes sense, right? Like that's already kind of sort of happening on the platform and it keeps people on the platform longer. That makes sense. But how will they incentivize creators to utilize it outside of discoverability where people are saying, well, actually, it's more important that I'm able to make money even if I have a smaller audience and I'm able to kind of fund this and, and make this a viable living, that's more important than having a huge audience that, and, and, I, and I can't pay my bills, right? right? And so for creators, that's a top priority. And I'd be really interested to see how they address that. And here's what I'll say about podcasting that's very unique is I don't think there's any audience that's more down for their host than a podcast audience. I mean, I, I say to my people all the time, when I have a guest on that shares their book, 
guarantee you our people are going to buy it because they trust me and they trust that I'm doing my work before I have somebody on. So since you trust me, I want you to check out Garrison. How can they find you on TikTok? You can find me on TikTok at Garrison Hayes. That's G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N-H-A-Y-E-S. You can also find me on Instagram at Garrison H. I respond to DMs much more quickly on, on Instagram. And so I'd love to hear from you over there. And I will say Instagram does better, I think, at paying their content creators there, no? Yeah, I agree. Um, their their Reels Play program is wonderful. It's and better. It's much better than, than TikTok. Again, please don't be mad at me, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Do not cancel his account. <laughs> Using TikTok to create a podcast, is this a hashtag blessed or a hashtag mess? You decide. If you want to respond to our hashtag blessed segment today, if you have your thoughts on this topic, we would love to hear from you. Just type into your search bar, whether on Instagram or Twitter, type in at viral Jesus pod, and then just put a hashtag blast on the end of whatever your comment is, and we will see it. We would love to enter the chat with you. It's been a while since we had on a YouTuber, and I am incredibly fascinated by YouTube and how content creators navigate that platform. I really wanted to dig deeper into social media today. We haven't done that in a few weeks, and so please give a warm welcome. We're going to have on Ann Lynn for our conversation today. She is the queen of home decor, lifestyle vlogs on YouTube. Ann Lynn is the founder of the faith and lifestyle blog, girlandtheword.com. And she is also the creator of this really cool video devotional series called The Abundant Life, where you can watch over 30 videos with devotional thoughts that encompass DIY projects, cooking, home decor, gardening, and more. Anne has amassed a massive YouTube following of nearly half a million people with her unique style and approach online. So I always start these interviews by searching through someone's social media and finding a post that really resonates with me and then asking the person to expand on it. I went to your Instagram, Anne, and I saw this that I thought we should share with our community here. It says, We successfully raised over $15,000 for our sister, Monica. I've never been more proud of my online community. We've not only helped Monica stay housed for six plus months, but the love that you have shown her has completely wrecked her heart and given her hope once again. Can you tell us a little bit about that post? What's the backstory there? Wow, I'm so glad you found that post out of all my Right, right, (laughs) right. Yeah, so... Um, I posted this makeover video not too long ago, um, and it was a total wreck. Like it had been a long time since I had gotten back into the groove of doing makeovers, so I forgot how to like put up wallpaper correctly. I forgot a lot of things, and it just did not work out. So instead of just scrapping the video, I decided to you know, just share about my experiences of getting over perfectionism. Mm. And um, I shared a failed makeover video for the first time on my channel. And to my chagrin, (laughs) it received a lot of like disappointment, like a lot of hate and disappointment from sometimes from like longtime followers too. Some of them were. And I was just kind of shocked because um, I thought the message was clear, but 
really the visuals um, were disappointing to a lot of people. So as I was just moping around, kind of like feeling bad about this video, um, I checked my DMs and I found a woman named Monica. Um, she sent me her testimony on how that video pretty much saved her life. Like it was unbelievable. Um, she said that, Hey, thank you for the recent video. I really needed to hear it because I'm getting uh, evicted this week. Um, and I was planning to give my dog away to someone to care for her, pack all my stuff and move out and then end my life sometime this weekend. But after I saw that video, it reminded me that not everything has to go the way I planned it or hoped it would go. And it gave me hope to look up other videos on how to live in my car. And it just made things seem more manageable. So thank you for putting yourself out there because you really saved me. And I was like, hey, that's mm. so unbelievably like not planned. <laughs> like I was, I could not believe how God had used my failure essentially to help someone, to preach to someone who needed to hear that exact message. It was incredible. We decided to um, do more than just inspire her and raise some money for her to help her stay housed in the meantime. I My goal was 10K. I didn't know how we would reach that um, because all of the fundraising videos didn't do very well, but she ended up getting 15K in like a week. And people were just showering her with their generosity. And we were all blessed by her story. And now she's found a perfect little apartment for herself. Um, she can amazing. walk to work. It is like down the street from where she lives. So she has all the same neighbors. And we're still in contact. And I feel like she's the sister I never had. <laughs> There's so much negative around social media. But this is the power of it mm. that we can use it if we're paying attention to actually make a difference for somebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're aware, but in my brain, I'm thinking of all the DMs you must get. <laughs> and so the way the Holy Spirit worked for you to even notice that one and mm -hmm. fully read it and then say, you know what? I'm prompted to actually do thoughts and prayers, right? Like, no, I'm actually going to try to do something to alleviate the suffering here. That's the hope, right? That no, we use it in that yeah. way. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's all about. And it's moments like these that really ground me and bring me back to the whole point of it all. Um, right. What's the point of having a platform if you can't make a difference with it in, in a tangible way? I feel like this is just the beginning. Like It's really people's generosity that caught me off guard. And mm. I feel like if people are this willing to help one person, we can do so much more, you know? So yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what's ahead. I wanted to tap on something that you had said a second ago, though. You said um, you're recovering from your perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the same car with you, which I did you know that you were a perfectionist always? Because I didn't know until I started going to therapy. Oh my God. My therapist told me same here. I was a perfectionist. I was like, what? Yes. Same. You know, that's like the trademark of a true perfectionist because you don't <laughs> think you're perfect. You're like, nothing is good enough. Right. So why would Call yourself a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when someone first tell us about it, we're like totally shocked. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not good enough. <laughs> right. Actually, so Anne, what has this been like for you? Because you have amassed a massive oh. following. 
So you're very successful at it. But I would assume, because now I know this about Mm -hmm. you, that you often don't feel successful at it, which is Mm -hmm. the problem with people like us. And I would assume a lot of our listeners who are Mm -hmm. content creators are probably driven in the same way. Mm -hmm. How does social media make this very difficult for you? Knowing that you, you know what I mean? Knowing that, okay, it's never going to be good enough. No, for sure. Well, first of all, you really have to have thick skin to to be in this industry just because of the comments. They're wild sometimes and they're out of left field and every little flaw that you could possibly think of in any clip will be called out. Like, it's not a matter of if, it's like when that comment will show up. And that could really be a a trigger for some folks. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, after the first like two years on Instagram, I kind of got numb to it a little bit. But it hit a little harder when I transitioned to YouTube and hit a little harder when I transitioned to TikTok because every audience group is a little different in the way they express criticism, but they're all critical. So I did struggle a lot with imposter syndrome when I first started, um, just because my platform grew a lot faster than I thought it would. And I found myself in a position where I have this influential power that I didn't expect. So now what are you going to do to steward all of this power, you know, at the same time, not getting yourself canceled or, you know, (laughs) right, which is so easy. Yeah, so easy. Any, any mistake at all. So I prayed a lot about it and I cried a lot about it too. And I remember the word that God gave to me was that you won't feel like an imposter if you don't think you're the one who owns everything. So mm. he really spoke to me when he said, you, you think this platform was all yours? You think this influence was your own empire? I gave this to you. You are a manager of it. And how can you be an imposter if you're just managing my resources? So it was a message that I had to constantly like remind myself of every year. <laughs> what you just said, it reminds me, I've been on like this spiritual awakening journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in my own vocabulary that I've had to shift that I kind of just heard based on what you said the Holy Spirit told you was, I've always said like, oh, I have the Holy Spirit or I have God. Mm. Don't worry, Heather, because I have God. And this, I've really shifted into saying, no, God has you. And the Holy Spirit has you. It's not you, right? It's always God working through you. Mm. And that, for me, has taken so much of the pressure off, right? To realize, I can imagine for you, you're thinking like, oh, how do I keep this going? (laughs) But it's like, it was never, it was never yours. That's right. And so it's easier that way. He takes the pressure off. It really does. And it's so liberating and it's grounding. And it reminds you to focus on just stewarding it well, rather than building your own empire, like growing the numbers as much as you can. Because there are lulls in this, you know, industry and in this growth. So you really have to let go if you want to grow. It's weird. Very counterintuitive. Yeah. Did you just think of that just now? Or is that something oh. you say? You have to let go if you want to grow. That is Don't good. Quote me that that rhymes and I am not proud of that. <laughs> no, I think that was good. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's going to be like a viral meme Are you for content creators. Let go uh, no. if you want to grow. Okay. Where does your story start? 
What was the initial moment that started like the chain of events mm. that have brought you to where? When did you first even make the girl in the word <laughs> handle? Yeah. What happened? For sure. I remember the exact moment that I did it. Really? Yeah, I did. It was in college, actually. And I didn't want to go into home decor or any specific niche. I just wanted to have a blog that I can share my thoughts to my friends about and had like maybe like 11 readers and they're, they're all people I knew. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty special, but uh, not to like bad mouth anybody, but um, I had somebody tell me like somebody in an authority position, tell me to stop blogging because I don't know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I should just learn first before I share my opinions. And so that really discouraged me. So I stopped uh, blogging for like four years, like the entirety of my college career after I started. And then I started again, uh, not blogging, but on Instagram when I moved out of my mom's house and I found myself in a really scary apartment. Uh, so I spent one whole <laughs> paycheck. Yeah, my friends called it the slums of LA. It's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> because it really, it kind of, it kind of was like I parked my car next to a dumpster every night. I would wake up with like beer bottles broken on my windshield and food smashed wow. into the side. And it was, it was crazy. Um, but on the inside, it wasn't too bad. So it was like walking into Narnia and I, <laughs> I decided to spend a wonderful paycheck, just making it over um, into an industrial loft type of feel. And I snapped a photo. I just put it on my Instagram and it went viral um, unexpectedly. And I was like, oh, this. Okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> the very first photo yeah. you, so God was like, Let's go. Yeah. You took a four-year break, but now let's do what I've been waiting for you to yeah, do the entire it's, time. Yeah, wow. I never thought of it that way. I, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. He was like, well, now is the time. And so, yeah. yeah, that was truly the beginning. And ever since that apartment, I've just been moving and creating new looks. And honestly, after a while, I burnt out. Um, and that was when I took a month off. And I broke up with my boyfriend and I just had like this like quarter life crisis thing going on. And I really, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I was like, God, I'm tired of feeling like a product prostitute on this freaking app, yeah. like selling yeah. things all the time. I don't know what the point is anymore. I'm tired of moving my bed around different corners every single <laughs> week. Like there's got to be more to this, you know, took a month off just to regroup. And I felt the strongest desire, the strongest call to garden in downtown. I was like, what is this desire? It's like, who's giving me this? Des I know who's giving me this desire, but I'm like, why? It's so specific. And also I can't afford downtown. So what is going on? Um, but I was walking my dog one day and then I uh, saw this brand new high-rise apartment. They just opened that very week. They're like, come on in, you know, just go for a tour. And I was like, all right, nothing to lose. And they showed me, they, <laughs> the first apartment that they showed me, he swung the door wide open. And I remember just staring at the view and thinking, this is home. This is home for the season. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know, let me just look at the rent. And I, and I almost like vomited, but <laughs> I just felt like this is it. And it sounds a little risky, but 
you know, you know when you know. So I, uh, yes. I put my name down, moved in. I had like maybe three months of rent saved up. So I'm like, if things don't work out after three months, I'll just, you know, cut my losses. But I decided to just garden in this grand balcony in the middle of downtown LA, film a video about it, put it on YouTube for the first time, and it, it went viral. <laughs> so I can just hear the people who have been grinding at this online game for <laughs> years. Breathing deep, saying it's okay. It's not my turn. It is Anne's turn, and we are going to be happy for Anne. Yeah, that's why I, when I look back, I see God's fingerprints right. all over this, and I'm like, trust me, it's not me. I have tried to replicate this over and <laughs> over again. Like right, I right. have tried, guys, and it doesn't work out like this most times. So um, he really gave me the desire like cleared the path for me, sought to it that I would, you know, be able to pursue him in this new way um, without any distractions. And that was how I started YouTube and sustained my Instagram. This episode is brought to you in part by World Relief, an organization that partners with the local church to serve the most vulnerable. Around the world, increased conflict, the lingering effects of COVID-19, and disasters caused by our changing climate have left millions of people in desperate situations. Many are fleeing their homes and are facing starvation, persecution, and more. These overwhelming challenges cause many of us to wonder, can I make a difference? The answer is simple. Yes, you can. When you join The Path, World Relief's monthly giving community, you partner with World Relief in bringing hope and transformation to the millions experiencing vulnerability around the world. And when you partner with your monthly gift by September 30th, your first year of monthly gifts will be matched dollar for dollar up to $25,000. Double the impact of your giving and visit worldrelief.org slash viraljesus today. Her YouTube friend has nearly half a million people, oh. which is just, honestly, it's really incredible. Something I love that you do, especially in reaching people mm. with scripture, you're intelligent about your word choice, and I'll explain that in a second, but you'll say, with your extremely soothing voice, by the way, if people aren't <laughs> familiar with your videos, you'll say, let me tell you this ancient story that's close to my heart about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And there are these three foreigners. And then you go on to tell just simply this Bible story. But mm -hmm. while we're watching you make tea and hang art and things like that, and it's just really beautiful. And I think it's also very wise as, as I'm a communication professor. And wow. so I love when people remove barriers to God, mm. right? By not saying the Bible. For some people, that word would be a trigger word. And so yeah. you just saying, hey, I just want to tell you this really incredible ancient story. Mm. Um, so tell me about those choices when you do that. Were you intentionally doing that? And then have <laughs> you been able to connect with non-Christians? Have you seen that in your DMs, in your comments? Yeah. Wow. Communication professor. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... 
know what it's like to be intimidated by Christianity yes. and to feel like an outcast even when I became a Christian. So I just tried to have as much empathy as I could when I scripted these videos. I knew that my heart was to share the sweetness of God to all people. And I was like, how, how should I convey this in the best way without distracting them with, you know, jargon and, right. you know, things that are just kind of legalistic. So I was like, you know, at the end of the day, this is a love story and it's one that saved my life. And if it could save me and so many wayward people I know, surely it will hit someone else who doesn't know God yet. If I just took out the Christian jargon and took out all of these like cultural things that we've normalized and just made it a story, mm -hmm. something that anyone can relate to or resonate with. And on top of that, with the uh, peaceful home decor and right. you know, just setting a very um, peaceful and safe environment visually for everyone, it, it really does disarm people. Um, just like how you would be invited into a new friend's home and they're just setting up the tea for you or, or creating a beautiful bedroom for you to sleep in that very night. And while they're doing it, they're telling you this, this story that really touched their heart. I think that disarms people of all religions, all ethnic backgrounds. That's why a lot of my um, followers are not from the U.S., actually. And I'm always shocked when I receive like, like a journal order or like a DM or something that's like at 3 a.m. <laughs> they're from the other side of the world. Um, it, it reminds me that God is not a white person old man for <laughs> Americans, right. you know, he's for all people yes. and anyone will fall in love with him if we just get out of the way. Have you had people who are non-Christians say to you? Yeah, for sure. Like literally say, I'm not a Christian, yeah. but? Oh, well, all the time. Like you could even search okay. the comments and you'll find at least like a few that says, you know, I'm Muslim or I, I'm Buddhist, but I really resonate with the way you connect with your God and the way you see the world, you know? So there are elements of the Bible that anyone can relate to. And I think that is the opening. That is the, the common denominator that gets people to feel safer approaching the Christian God. I feel like mm -hmm. he has been so Americanized that it just revolts mm -hmm. some people. But when you take the culture out of it as much as you can and just focus on his character and his love and his sweetness, that is what draws people to repent and to turn towards him, I feel. That's what worked for me, at least. Romans 2, 4, it's the goodness of God yes. that will lead people to repentance. Mm -hmm. I seriously love you, Anne. Oh. I think you are fantastic. I watched one of your videos today. Um, it was about a year old, but it really touched me because you said essentially, it was this video of you and you were like, I don't typically like to be on the camera, <laughs> but I felt like I wanted to share this with you yeah. because, and you told the story about how you were in a bad place and thinking about quitting YouTube because you felt like you were running out of content and running out of ideas mm -hmm. and you didn't want to post without being inspired. And watching that, I just, I know so many people would relate, especially our audience, which is particularly content creators mm -hmm. will relate to that. Talk to me about, you know, the highs are high yeah. and the lows are low. Absolutely. Talk to me about that. That is something that will probably never go away as long as right. we're in this industry 
And it's so hard to not give into the rat race, like the desire to just make content, to put something out there, to fulfill your <laughs> influencer duties and answer to mm-hmm. your 600,000 bosses, you know? Right. And especially as a, a perfectionist, I always want to make people feel like it, something is worth their time. But more than that, that season where I had no content to make because I was in a temporary living position, I was reminded once again, like, hey, this is mostly completely out of my control. And as much as I try to fool myself into thinking I can, you know, trick the algorithm or uh, impress people, a lot of it is out of my control. And God is saying, this is not the time yet. This is your time to double down on your Mm. relationship with me. You know, this is your time to go back to square one. And remember why you're doing this to begin with. This is not your time to strive and strive and white knuckle your way through the top. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so I, I just wanted to share like how humbling it was for me to just be forced to be still. <laughs> and sometimes that's necessary, you know, like. Right. Yeah. You're on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. What have you found to be the biggest hurdle in creating content for YouTube, but then for Instagram and then for TikTok, how do you manage that? What, how do you see them as different lanes? Mm, they're completely different lanes because mostly of the timing to me, the, the timing of the videos. Like on YouTube, you get to indulge in longer form content, which means you have more time to prep the audience for the story that you're going to tell. You have more time to make them feel safe and make them feel connected. And then when Reels and TikTok came out, you have around like 30 seconds to do all that. Mm -hmm. And so I had this moment where I I had to regroup again and think, hey, what kind of creator do I want to be? Do I just want to make viral house content, which there's nothing wrong with that. I love watching viral house (laughs) content. (laughs) Or, Or do I want to find a way to continue to preach the gospel in this constrained amount of time, which is really difficult to do um, because I don't want to preach to Christians. I want to preach to non-Christians. That's a completely different ball field. You need more time to do that. So I am still figuring it out, but I think for me, the answer is to share without an agenda. Mm. Um, I think that was a big thing for me. I can't just come into it strategizing on how to reach people rather I should just share more of like a a stream of consciousness style of sharing like this week I'm into I don't know bread making so what did God speak to me about this week when I'm making Mm -hmm. this bread and how can I share it in 30 seconds you know things that I'm like into in the moment rather than like plan like a year beforehand which is what I typically do for YouTube plan a year ahead that's oh yeah I plan I plan like two years ahead. That's amazing. <laughs> I think so. I don't know how amazing that is. It's <laughs> no, it's good. Funny. I think for people to know how much work goes in behind the scenes on this kind of stuff. What would you yeah. tell somebody who you said earlier that you remember being a college student and starting a blog and mm. having somebody tell you you're not ready? What would you say to somebody right now? I, we have a lot of people who are in college actually that listen to the show who's mm. sitting there and somebody has just told them 
I mean, I think probably all of us can remember that person that you like just never forget. The person who criticizes your work yeah. and, you fr- and you're so nervous to put it out there and somebody tells oh you God. this is dumb or whatever. I know. They totally just Yeah. Like, what would you say it. to somebody right um, now who just had somebody do that to them this week? What advice would Ann Lynn give them? Oh, first and foremost, I would say you are worthy. Mm. You know, even if you don't think this is connected to your worth, I think there is a part of you that that does just naturally. And I want you to know that you are worthy despite what anyone thinks about your opinions or your relationship with God. I think if you continue to share honestly, people will be drawn to that honesty and they'll see you grow over time. And that's the most precious thing you can do to Mm. disciple them virtually is to show your growth and to not be afraid to make these, you know, I don't know, like little theological mistakes or as long as you, as you grow, you like admit to them and you reflect on them and then you share why you think differently. I think that is the most honest and beautiful um, virtual discipleship that you can offer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you expect to be this successful at this or have you been shocked? I'm always shocked, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked on a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I have aspirations. Absolutely. I'm a planner. So I aspire all the time. I set stretch goals, this, that, and the other, but I have gone through enough to know that life is completely unpredictable and you're here one day and you could be gone the next. So I am constantly flabbergasted at the opportunities that God allows me to walk through while I'm still here. I mean, even meeting you, this was so wonderful and and so serendipitous. I didn't see this coming, you know? (laughs) What do you think we need more of or less of, let's say on Instagram? I did an interview a little bit ago with Caitlin Beatty and her book Mm. is called Celebrities for Jesus. And she walks through Mm. a bunch of like just toxic megachurch culture stuff and Christian Instagram. Mm. And what do you think we need more of or less of, of Christians to do online? Mm. Wow. We definitely need less criticism (laughs) from Christians. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Because there is a time to gently call out a brother or sister in private. And there's a time to just let go and not enforce your opinions on everybody because that's not what helps people mm-hmm. shockingly. <laughs> so that's what we need less of for sure from Christians specifically, less criticism. I mean, they pick on like anything, like Halloween, anything. They see a pumpkin in the corner and you're done. You know, this <laughs> is not, not the best way to evangelize. What we need more of, I feel, are... Um, mental health aware Christians. Mm. Yes. Um, people who educate themselves on the importance of having Jesus and a healthy mental health life, you know, like, um, journey. So I feel like it's, it's sometimes it's one or the other. You can't really embrace therapy and Jesus. And I feel like we would all benefit <laughs> if, let's say, our senior pastors sought therapy. You know, we would all benefit if our leaders right, sought right. therapy. And I feel like uh, if more people are more open to that, Christianity would perhaps be less triggering for the world. Yeah. If hurt people hurt people, healed people, I hope heal people. <laughs> <laughs> 
For sure. Right. And Lynn is the author of the Abundant Life Devotional Journal and the Abundant Life Video Devotional Series. You can purchase yours at girlintheword.com. I will also have links in the show notes to both of those. You also have an online shop. What was the online shop called? Oh, it's called the Huga Shop. Thank you so much. The Huga Shop. That's right. It's H O O G A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Huga Shop. And my tagline this season for Viral Jesus is to encourage people to enter the chat. In a time when social media has so many negatives around it, at Viral Jesus, we want to encourage people to take ownership of how they are communicating their faith, whether online or offline. How do you choose to be a redemptive voice in the online space? I think I try to do it in in an unapologetic way and just try to share my faith um, in a way that's genuine to me and doesn't enforce any opinions on people as though I feel like I'm right about everything. I think that's the best way to show up for Jesus is to be humble. <laughs> you make it as an invitation. Mm. I would echo that. I think your videos are very invitational. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. Thank so thank you. you for what you do. Thanks for joining us on Viral Jesus. So what can we learn from our conversation with Anne Lynn? One, you can be successful and still be discouraged. Anne has struggled with the weight of her own success, whether through trolling or just experiencing burnout to combat this, know when you need to pull back or slow down. Number two, sometimes you don't need other people to believe in you. You just have to believe in yourself. Anne had a vision for her videos and it made all the difference. Number three, social media can truly be a force of good like nothing else. Anne has used her platform to keep another human being housed. I love that. What good can we do with our social networks? I want you to think about that personally. Viral Jesus was brought to you by Christianity Today. I've been your host and creator, Heather Thompson Day, producer and audio engineer, Lauren Joseph, and executive producer, Ed Gilbreth. Please review and recommend us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Next week, we will sit down with Kara Powell, the executive director of the Fuller Youth Institute, to talk about how to reach Gen Z. I'll see you next week for another conversation where a viral Jesus guest talks and you and I listen so we can learn. I love growing with you on Viral Jesus. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com slash equip.